Thank you for having me again. It's such, it's so nice to always come here. And I was trying to talk with Becca. When was the last time I was here? I don't know if it was last summer or the, the time before. Um, anyways, it's, it's great to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Um, I always get very nervous. So ex- excuse the, the nerves. Um, I have so much great things to share with you this evening. I have my timer starting right now. So I'm going to speed along and impact or pack in a lot of things. But bear with me um, as I share with you um, Bread for Life. How many of you in here have not heard of Bread for Life Ministries? Everybody? Oh, that's great. Okay, perfect. So I don't have to, that'll save me like two and a half minutes. So I don't have to um, tell how it started. Um, It really did started with um, Becca and Larry, just God's great divine. He works in um, mysterious ways. And Becca spoke that one sentence to me during lunch um, that basically said, God's heart is adoption. We are commanded in scripture to care for the orphan. And at that moment, I said, oh, no, I'm not doing anything for the orphan. And I went into a deep, deep season of prayer, um, almost mourning, because I was like, oh, my gosh, Lord, what's wrong with me? I'm so focused on the four walls of my own home um, that I really didn't take the time to listen to the Lord in my season of prayer and was battling him and fighting him. Um, what do I do? Driving my husband crazy? Do we adopt the world? Like, what, what do we do? And it, and it really came in a moment. And so I printed these newsletters here. It tells the story more in depth. There's some out on the table out here. So I'd encourage you if, you, if you don't know God's story and you want a refresher or whatever, it's out there. But in a moment of walking from my living room to my kitchen, the Lord said, just bake bread. Just bake bread and share the heart that I've given you um, and what I'm calling you to do. And I had no idea what that meant, but I knew I could bake pumpkin bread. And that's what I did. And the rest is history, which you're going to hear about tonight. So um, in 2012, I took my first trip to Uganda, as many of you know. Um, And what I'm going to do tonight, I'm going to try to paint a picture of African Hearts Community Organization, which has partnered alongside um, Bread for Life in, in the last 11 to 12 years of ministry. Um, they've played a much quiet background role in Bread for Life, but they, I couldn't be Bread for Life in Uganda without um, African Hearts. Um, the trust that I have within that ministry and within those men and women that run um, behind the scenes And so when I was in um, Uganda in 2012 and 2014, mind you, I've never been. My head is spinning. The Lord is doing a ton of things in my heart. Um, But I was introduced to African hearts. And um, I didn't realize um, the depths of that ministry where they have a slum program, um, the boys' transitional home. So they go into the slum feeding programs. They rescue these boys, and they put them in a transitional home, and they transition their heart into good, young, uh, school-attending boys who love Jesus because it's really their goal. They just were thrown to the slum, um, and a lot of them didn't have that opportunity. So African Hearts would go in there and rescue these boys. They have a girls' ministry. Um, They also have a primary junior school of over 500 children and farming programs. So my first two years in Uganda when I would go and visit, I would work alongside this ministry 
and I was growing and learning the depths of who they are. And I, and I look back now and I'm like, Lord, you're just so good to put me in those places. But at the time, I didn't really understand what was happening. Um, and then I met a gentleman named Lutaya Abdul, and I want you all to become very familiar with this amazing human because he is the, he is the guy and the heart and the engine behind African Hearts as a whole. Um, he's an ex-slum boy. He lived in the slum. He lived after um, out of his grandmother's garage. He doesn't know his father. I mean, it was, you know, he was just another slum boy. And here's a fun story is, um, you know, the Samaritan purse boxes that we do at Christmas time. Um, a sweet lady named um, Yvonne from Texas just sent a box out and it ended in Lutaya's hands. And it was a, a letter that said that she loves him. She's praying for them as a whole. And, and he wrote her back and she started to sponsor Lutaya and took Lutaya through school and through college and supported him to start a brass band that played music in the slum. Um, and has grown to slum boys now at the transitional home, learning um, brass instruments, um, flutes, um, I don't know, all kinds of music, drums. And they've gone so far where they've played for the president. And they're asked and they travel globally for events because these slum boys were rescued. They have a skill they were poured into and music is one big thing. So that's just, but it just started from a Samaritan purse box from this lady. So that's, um, could probably share a lot, but Lutaya, um, was African hearts. And for the two years that I was going, um, I was really learning, um, I was learning about the, this ministry, and this top picture here are the two boys sitting on the floor. Um, Beck, Larry sent me a blog, um, and I was reading it, and it was this woman was blogging about how she was in the slum and um, watched these two 18-month-old kids be dropped off and left. Um, and she watched them and noticed that they were sucking on rocks and no one was there caring for them or anything. Um, and she said, I called my friends, which I find out was Lutai and African Hearts, to scoop them up and take them to the transitional home. Well, that story, which was a blog, I never knew what happened to those boys again, um, broke my heart. And when I was in Uganda in 2012, I realized that where we were sitting having lunch with all these children, those two exact boys that I read about, never, never been to Uganda before anything, were sitting in front of me. And my heart broke. And so that, in that moment, was really, I realized how powerful African Hearts Ministry is and how active it is um, in, the, in the communities and in the slum. And then this next picture of me down below is with those two boys, again, at the transitional home a couple years later. So I saw the faithfulness of this ministry, and my heart was just amazed. I mean, I didn't understand, but I'm like, wow, how does this happen? How does, you know, I go from a blog post to seeing the boys firsthand and then seeing them. And even to this day last year, they see me and they say, I love you, you know, and we just, it's just been this magical relationship. So hopefully that gives you an idea of African Hearts, um, just a, a very well-established um, ministry. It's been there for, I think, 18 years now. 
Um, and when I was in African Hearts in 2014, Latia said to me, have you ever thought about coming to Uganda and baking bread and whatever? And I thought he was crazy. And then he said, pray about it. And I said, okay. And in 2015, my husband, as well as Lutaya, said, why don't you come and build a bakery? So with my husband's approval, which is everything to me, none of this could even be possible without his blessing. And then this executive director of this ministry coming together and saying, let's build a bakery. I was like, okay, let's do it. And so um, in 2015, we opened our first bakery Um, We started a beekeeping farm where we hired local beekeepers. Um, These are just all the things um, that we started to do just immediately um, immersed in partnership in ministry together, and it's been incredibly successful. Um, Bread for Life right now has four successful operating bakeries all throughout different villages. Um, We opened our first empowerment center last summer um, that trains and educates men and women, young girls and boys, how to um, do hair and sewing and mechanics. And they also have counseling there. And it's just this building. They just needed the building where they could... um, just provide these classes and courses and they're literally certified so when when these men and women take these classes they get a certificate and they are now certified to go get jobs so it's just really um it's empowering it's an empowerment center we built them their church um finished their church it was riggedy raggedy um um sticks and everything and so Bread for Life, what the Lord has done in the last 11 years or 12 years is incredible. Um, And then to be partnered alongside with African Hearts, too, is just, um, it's a blessing. And I I couldn't do, we couldn't do what we do in Uganda without African Hearts. And with faith and um, support from churches like you guys, um, it's just amazing. So don't ever um, be discouraged that just because you don't go or you're not hands-on, even just praying for the ministry um, makes a huge difference. And so what I'm going to um, share with you this evening is something very, not scary, but oh ye of little faith, Um, once again, just saying, okay, Lord, you know, and and literally just trusting him with these plans um, is African Hearts and Bread for Life truly coming together um, and doing um, a whole new work together that's separate from this, but we'll continue doing um, what we do, but it's just a whole new endeavor. Um, So African Hearts owns a lot of acreage out in in a village. And so what we're wanting to do, this is a two-year plan. um, And these slides are going to just start to explain quickly what what we're planning on doing with that. So African Hearts for three years has been growing coffee, coffee beans. And so um, when we were there this last summer, we toured the, the land and they really do have amazing bushes. And I never knew how coffee was grown, but to see it, they're like cherry, like the coffee bean like goes into a cherry leaf um, and, it, and it grows and then you harvest it. So our goal is to um, have a coffee and honey processing center where um, we literally grow coffee, process it, and then turn around and sell it. Um, for retail. And if you know anything about African coffee, it's incredible and you can't really beat it. So it's, um, 
It is a field of ministry right now that could really transform some villages um, and families because we are going to hire and train um, the people to come in and teach unemployed men um, how to harvest and process coffee and give them employment and give them training. Um, Something else that we're planning on doing is a dairy farm because that's something that we've definitely invested in is buying the heifers and having the milk um, for your children and for retail also for your livelihood or the um, like the other animals on the farm raw milk it just goes it goes very far and it's and it's needed and so cows are very expensive there it's a lot of upkeep um, but there's a process and nothing goes to waste even using their um, their manure is used to solar and like create well y'all probably know more about this than I do but they have it going at the transitional home and it's amazing like the the cows are here and they they produce their manure and it goes down into a pipe and it produces gases, organic gases and like electricity and all this stuff. So, um, so our goal is to really pour into the cows as far as, um, milk for, um, training the farmers as, um, dairy, as a dairy farm, and then also using the milk, um, for our end goal here, which I'll show you. Um, And then also beekeeping has been close to my heart. I want to bring in the honey to all of our bakeries. It's just healthy. Um, So we're going to expand our bee farm into 20 beehives and train the farmers and collect the honey. And it's just this really big, it's it's a huge process, Um, but it also helps to pollinate the coffee as well. So those two will work together. We'll put them on the same six acres of land. Um, where the honey's growing in the bee boxes, and they just they work a wonderful ensemble there. Um, and then at our end goal is to have. Um, let me see what this. Okay, so um, obviously with our four bakeries, we're going to bring in the bread from our bakeries to sell alongside with our honey and our coffee. Um, and the, the job opportunities are endless. Um, and then also just the training. And our goal with it, the heart of um, African Hearts is sharing the gospel, is to um, share the love of the Lord of everything that we do, um, even with serving our bread to churches and to kids' um, schools and even sports events. Um, they hear the gospel before they get served bread. And that's just what we're going to do. That's, that's how all of this is incorporated. It's just under the, the umbrella of two very um, Christian, Christ-serving, biblical teaching um, ministries. So everything that we will be doing will be also um, transforming the villages and, um, and families um, and then with all of this, with our, our, our honey and our, um, our honey and our bees and our milk and our bread, we're going to really pray for a storefront. Since COVID, so many things got shut down in downtown. Um, that's my timer. I'm doing good. I'm almost done. Um, we, there is a cafe called a thousand cups and it got shut down at, um, at COVID and it was a place where tourists, like ourselves, um, considered would go into Kampala and we would have wonderful local 
coffee, um, locally made bread. We didn't have like local honey at that time, but that is our goal is to make that storefront a Christian organic storefront um, with our with what I said with the coffee and and everything um, like all of these ministries working together throughout the different villages that it is. At the bare minimum, Latia has said this is going to impact over 600 families. And when you think about what this is going to do to reduce the poverty levels, and um, it's going to give men a reason to get up and go to work, and it's going to give women a reason to not go to the streets and young girls to sell themselves to produce, to bring home money. Um, So what we're doing is we're empowering a generation to win a generation Um, And it really is, I've seen it through African Hearts with the transition from the slum to the transitional home, to school, to being professional musicians and going out. And it's just, it's, it's really incredible to witness and to sit alongside some of these 22 year old boys who once were 10 and 11 living, eating out of trash cans. And so it's really like, and this is a whole vision that Latia has and and again, he's a visionary, and I, have, I trust his ministry. I trust his walk with the Lord um, to be able to say, oh, my gosh, are you serious? Yes, let's do this. I don't know how we're going to do it, but let's do it. Um, and, and it is, like I said, to spread the gospel, sustain livelihood for generations to come, empowering the villages, over 600 family, um, bringing a heritage and legacy to these people who truly have nothing um, and, and giving them employment, value, and worth. Um, and so I hope, I hope that in all of this, you can really truly see um, where, where our hearts are going with this and how I'm thinking, like, in my conversation with Larry, um, he's like, I love it. Let's do it. You need to come share with the church. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, but I have a, also a vision of seeing, like, how the church can be tied into the coffee and the honey and the milk and the bread. Um, you know, Bob's, um, Bob's Red Mill products, well, they sell a bunch of different products, but it's all under the name of um, Bob's Red Mill. And how I'm thinking and how I'd love to incorporate, say, if the Lord raised y'all up to come alongside and partner with us, for the coffee processing center and for the honey bee farm and our cows and to tie this all in. And there is a huge proposal and I'm happy to email it to anybody who wants to read it. It's about seven pages. Um, There's a budget. It's all there because this is something that they believe in. They know they need um, to really empower the villages. But I'm like, oh, this is neat because we can take a church-like heritage and how you can play a part of this is you can be our Bob's Red Mill (laughs) where in this storefront with the coffee and with the honey, it's going to be, and this is just me thinking out loud, heritage, um, you know, like something like heritage, like you're the Bob's Red Mill. So heritage, and it would be a Bible verse. It could, you you guys decide, um, but we would love to incorporate and name it after Um, our biggest partner that comes along and makes this happen. Um, And then one of the verses, I mean, Psalms 35, 3 through 5, to me just seemed like such a powerful verse. Um, To bring together um, something that could truly leave a legacy and a true heritage for years to come 
and to think how, how easy, because it takes one person to go, which is me, and hopefully you guys one day, and other people to pray, and other people to give to make things happen. And so, um, so that's, you know, I mean, I don't know. I asked Larry if we could do some questions after. I do have my video, and it's, I'll, sh- I'll share it. Um, I do have my video from our um, trip this last summer. Just to give you an idea, when you see the cows in there, that's the cows. When you see us walking the sides of the mountainsides, those are the acreage that African Hearts already owns. They're already doing this. They just, we just need to come alongside and kind of execute a lot of these dreams um, and plans for the villages. So um, did anybody have any quick questions before I start the video? Is that just so much? I don't even know. Hopefully it makes sense. You know, um, not necessarily. Uganda is a very God-fearing country. Um, It's interesting because you're either a Christian and you love Jesus with all your heart or you practice witchcraft. There's not a lot of gray, um, and it's one or the other. And I would have to say that the persecution on the Christian church in Uganda is very minimal. I don't experience it when I'm there. Um, I've taken my daughter three times. Um, this will be my, I think, 14th trip and my third trip by myself that I will be going on next month. Um, and I feel safer there than I do here. Um, there is a spiritual, there is something very powerfully wonderful about being in Uganda spiritually. I've never felt closer to the Lord. So as far as like persecution as a whole, I can't speak into that so much. I'm sure we could read things online. Um, but from my firsthand experience, um, it is very, it is very welcoming. So safaris, there's a lot of the safaris, Lake Victoria is there and the Nile River runs through. There's a lot of very huge hotels, beautiful. The landscaping is amazing. Um, And like places like Jinja, when you get outside of Kampala, which is the capital city where there's not so much poverty there, you can get into some incredibly beautiful places. Um, When we apply for our visa, we do apply as tourists because it's easier. You don't have to answer all these questions. Um, But I would probably say, I mean, where we go, I can't imagine why you would be a tourist there. But um, I think the safaris, Lake Victoria and the Nile Rivers uh, would bring tourism. And but so in in Kampala, they have an area where it's like the village markets and it's kind of like going to a, a big like shopping mall where all the rich people go, if you will. And so they have like the necklaces that I have brought out here. You can go into the village and you can buy a necklace for like two American dollars. You know what I mean? And you can buy paintings and all kinds of stuff. And so um, that is where we're going to kind of uh go into or be next to that's where a thousand cups was was right across the street from these villages where if you are a tourist you're going to go in there and you're going to get a lot of african merchandise for very very cheap and that is our goal is to be that storefront um a christian storefront right in that area where tourists do go because that's where we would always go on a Sunday afternoon after church. It's like go into the village and really relax and go shopping and go have coffee and kind of have a day off. That's where you would go in Kampala. Well, thank you so much. I hope that made sense. I'll be here for a little bit afterwards. My flyer, I have a website. Um, But yeah, I mean, God is good. 
I always say if anyone told me 11 years ago this is what we'd be doing, I would walk away and never talk to you again because I think you were crazy. Literally, because this is not, man can't do this, only God can. And so these next two years, I'm so excited. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I, I can see the end picture and I know it's going to happen because God is good. These people are amazing in Uganda. Um, and, and they just need help. They don't want anyone to give them meals every day. They want to be taught to fish. And, and that's what I love about them. So scary YouTube. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I will just say a lot of those kids on our last trip, um, there are four seniors from my daughter's class. And that's why I did a lot of the video, the pictures of the kids, because it was really transforming for their lives to be 17 and go do that. Um, but anyways, it's, um, it's a blessing. God is good. We never know what he has in store. We just try to be faithful and say yes um, when we feel he is calling. And that's where we are right now. And I want to be faithful. And we can just pray together as a church. And I just thank you so much for having me.